If you want to know anything and everything there is to know about how to sell your house, you're in the right spot, my friend. Welcome to the How to Sell a House podcast. Hey, we're here today on the podcast. And also check the website, right? HowToSellAHousePodcast.com. Local real estate agents here in sunny San Diego. My name is Lauren Sanders. I'm Chris Erickson. And I'm Cassidy Lewis. And we're going to talk about what upgrades increase your home value the most. So what are buyers looking for in essence? If you're, This is in a context if you're thinking of selling your house. So let's get to it. So when you're thinking of selling your house, you know, upgrades are going to be pretty important. It's part of that preparation step of selling your house. You have preparation, pricing, promotion. This is the the very first step. And we have a whole episode, like the whole process six months out, kind of how to go about it. So any of these items could kind of fit. You could plug and play where they're going to be. But there's a few things you could do that are a lot easier to do that aren't going to cost too much in terms of time or money, but the return on investment of both of those is huge. And so kind of have it into two different categories, kind of the easier stuff. And then we'll hop into the, you know, maybe some of those bigger projects, what's worth it, what buyers are looking for. And it changes market to market, but that's kind of what we'll get into as well. Uh, Some of the most popular home upgrades and the ones with the most value are those simple things. So a fresh coat of paint could be huge for selling your home. And if you got a good eye, you could pick out your own colors. Or I know Cassie, you hired a colorist. Yes, we hired. Yeah, when we painted the outside of our house, my wife and I have an okay eye for those types of things. But picking a gray out of five trillion gray colors available. Yeah, are there uh, really five trillion? I think so. I think <laughs> I, we looked it up. I think it was five trillion. Nice. But finding a gray that's not blue, or finding a gray that's not purple, or whatever. So we had hired a colorist to come out, and they literally just walk around the outside of your house and ask you kind of what your style is and what you're kind of going for and just literally write the paint colors and finishes of each of them or what sheen of each of them for each spot of the house. And it made things, I think it costs a couple hundred dollars, but it turned out awesome. And there was no, like as soon as we looked at the swatches of the ones she sent us, it was perfect and it was awesome way better than the trial and error method where you paint the whole room and then you go oh yeah (laughs) right or even painting 18 swatches on a wall can be a little deceiving too because it's like pulling color from the other colors and like just hiring a professional and some painters have a really good eye Um, we have a longtime painter that we've used where they just have a really good eye for those things as well so you might take a painter's word for it the key is neutral. I mean, don't go painting accent walls bright pink. Don't magenta, go magenta. How about magenta? Not magenta. Not green. Not blue. Not purple. Neutral colors. Where because you never know the the buyer of your home might come in and they might have some fantastical color plans for it. Let them do that. Let them kind of create the you know it's a blank canvas for the next people coming in, and it doesn't have to be stark white. But it can, but it should be something pretty neutral where there's a good spot for people's imagination to run wild. And if you're colorblind like me, that uh, hiring a professional out is going to be huge because what uh, what I see as one color is not what most of the world sees. We've had, I mean, world. we've had clients like clients that painted before getting in touch with us, and I remember a client or a potential client actually didn't end up being a client, and they had painted all of the window like the foam window trims 
and as before, the trend was actually there, but a really, really dark color, and it really, really didn't work, and it cost them fifteen grand to do. And it just looked out of place in the neighborhood. It looked out of place in the house, and it was a tough, uh, tough thing to have to tell them that it should be going back to a neutral color. It's harder to go from really dark to light as well. Right, it's a whole different thing. Right, when you try to go back. To- so the key is <laughs> asking the questions ahead of time before you do these big projects because you hate to do any of the things we're going to chat about today and then have to redo them if it's not a current trend or if you thought it was rad, but it's not. Next upgrade, that's pretty easy. It takes a little more work because you're going to have to move some stuff around, but flooring is huge. Look at your flooring. You've probably been used to it forever. Uh, even your carpet, do it, go around. Maybe carpet's not even the thing right now. You know, it depends on what room you're in. What Don't pick something you like. Pick something that is going to be good for the market, for the mass amount of people. But like uh, luxury vinyl plank is pretty huge right now. They have some really good looks on it. They have a bunch of different colors. It's fairly simple to get in there. It's fairly reasonable to add. And you can, you know, it's very durable as well. So that we're seeing a lot of that where like in previous times, we've seen a lot of laminate flooring. Some of the higher end homes, you know, have that hardwood, but kind of that luxury vinyl plank is what it's called right now is pretty hot. So that is uh, uh, one of the ways to go. One of the other things too is replacing old windows. This might not just be, you know, if you've got old, you know, single pane aluminum windows that you need to replace all of them. That's one thing. That's a pretty big project. But we've talked about it in the past is going around and seeing if there's any double pane windows that are failed and just replacing those because that's a pretty easy process and it's pretty affordable to do. And it goes a long way um, when you're walking in a house and you can't see through the window to the beautiful backyard. It kind of takes away from the beautiful backyard. So go walk through your house or have a if you already know you have a couple, have a glass company come through and put together a bid to, to have all those done. One other thing uh, that you might want to think about updating is your appliances. If you have an old refrigerator, if you had an old stove, just imagine a buyer walking in there and seeing some brand new stainless steel or whatever the current trend is, if it's that slate black. Run run the pros and cons. How's the market? Is it actually going to add value to my house or am I just wasting money? But I was just even thinking at my house, we just replaced our washer, not for selling purposes, but it was just broken. But having that new washer in there, you know, it probably costs, we've got it on sales like 500 bucks. I said it probably increased our value of our home a thousand bucks, you know, just because <laughs> it, it looks just, cool. It just looks good. Yeah. It just <laughs> looks nice. And it, it's just a, a, a mental thing when buyers are coming to their home, they're like, okay, that's nice. That's new. This is good. You know, everything is, is new. They took care of the home, all that kind of stuff. So that is definitely going to increase the value of your home. And part of that too, is it's one less thing that the buyers have to think about. So the more dialed in and move-in ready a house is, especially in different markets, like buyers don't want to do some of these projects and stuff. And so if they walk in and it's brand new anything, it's a huge bonus. One of the overall points for all of this stuff we're talking about too is don't overdo it or underdo it. Mm -hmm. Like somebody will have their appliances go out and then they'll go get bottom of the line, but they live in a million and a half, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not appropriate to the kind of house they have and the kind of buyer you're looking for. So don't overdo it or underdo it. Pick the right level of, of uh, flooring, whatever it is, flooring Mm -hmm. appliances, windows, because you want it to be a benefit. If it's underdone, it won't, the, the the buyer for your home will not see it as a benefit. They might even see it as a detriment because they got to rip it out and start over. 
Um, and then if you overdo it, you, you, the return's not there typically. Well, one more easy, super easy thing is just lighting. First off, just put all the bulbs in. Make sure all the bulbs are working. You could potentially talk to an electrician. Can lighting is huge if you have a dark room and it just kind of could use a little bit more brightness. You can look into that. It might be a little bit bigger job on that side, but just all the lighting fixtures, go around, check them out uh, in bathrooms if they're all rusted and kind of you know outdated and looking old. That's a pretty easy fix to do, to go through if you are handy. A lot of stuff, if you're handy, you could do it yourself or you know hire out a professional, go get all the parts and all the pieces and everything you need at Home Depot or wherever Lowe's. And then have somebody install it and take care of it for you. Even on a minimum, the light bulb thing, we just we just sold the house recently from the buyer side, but we were walking through it and there were, I don't know, four different can light bulbs in the kitchen and living room area. That's like the first thing your eye goes to. And yes, that's like an $80 fix that you can do by yourself is change out 10 light bulbs when you buy the house. Not everybody thinks about that. And it's high ceilings and how am I going to get there? And do I need... I mean... It's well, it doesn't easy... show the same when the, all the lights aren't working. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And if yeah. all the lights are the same, you know, if they're all LED, if they're all the same color, all of that, it goes a long way to just making it inviting and not – I mean, there were some weird like pinkish color lights among regular kind of lights. It was just just something to think about. Like Chris mentioned, adding can lights in a dark room is huge. It's not as big of an expense as you'd think it would be, especially if there's an attic space above it. It's a pretty simple fix. So definitely something to think about or adding a ceiling fan with a light. Anytime you've got a room that the only light in it is a lamp in the corner, especially if it's a vacant house, <laughs> adding a little bit of light to that room makes a huge difference. It is. It, it, that's a, probably one of the biggest returns you're going to get on your money. I mean, in a lot of houses, when they were built different time frames. Some of them only had like one can light in a 20 by 20 room, mm-hmm. you know, in the center. And nowadays, if you go in places, there could be six or eight in mm-hmm. a room that size. And the difference is light people want, they they don't want dark and dingy. They yeah. want light and bright. They yeah. want natural sunlight plus light if uh, in those areas that aren't well lit. So, yeah. And that's not a trend. Yeah. Like that is now, yeah, always. I think always yeah. is light and bright. Yeah, that's money is, in the bank. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And and if your agent on their checklist of getting ready for to show your house, a lot of times they're going to have turn on all the lights. Why? Because your home is going to show better in the light. It's going to look better. It's going to look brighter. It's going to look more inviting. And so just take care of all that before. So when you do have uh, showings at your place, you can just pop all those on, and it looks fantastic. So depending on the level of what you're doing, you know, meeting with your agent ahead of time to get this, maybe a designer. The thing to consider is should you be talking to a professional, to a builder, to a contractor to that has can give you the expenses of these type of things and, and give you timelines and give you a real idea of what certain things would cost to do that, that are more significant. Like if you're adding space to a room or you're moving a wall or opening up a kitchen or, you know, any of those type of things or, or, you know, some of our older houses, the, the bathrooms are old. So you might be gutting that and you might have some plumbing changes. So if you need to talk to one of those people, definitely get the numbers. So mm-hmm. then you can sit with your agent and and maybe a, a designer. It depends on what what's actually being done and say, hey, this is going to cost me $7,800 and it can be done here. Is Are we going to get sell the house faster uh, for and get that money back? Those are really the first 
couple things I would want to know. And if you can sell the house faster and get the money back, it might make sense still. If you can sell your house faster and double your money on that investment, then it definitely makes sense. So, But understand what those costs are because they've changed fairly dramatically over the past couple of years. And timelines have changed even more. Even more yeah. yeah. And also kind of when you're thinking about those big projects too is – Think about if you're going to do all of the big projects. So like if you're going to rip out and gut one bathroom, did you just leave three bathrooms original? That doesn't bring as much value as if you – and maybe if it's the primary bathroom, the master bathroom, maybe that does make sense. But just kind of making sure that everything kind of still flows together. Same thing with having like – half of a kitchen done or remodeling half the flooring. You just want to make sure that you're not making one room look spectacular and the rest looks awful. Well, yeah, yeah, it can make it look worse. The contrast can be like, oh. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, it also just puts like for, you know, me, if I put on my – my buyer hat, I just start thinking about, well, I want it to all look like that. That's $10,000, dollars $40,000 to do all the rest of the bathrooms. And that's just something that, you know, it's it doesn't add value, as much value to your house as if you did something, even if you just did something different and didn't upgrade the bathrooms. Or maybe you just upgrade the flooring or yeah. upgrade one part of it instead of gutting one, making it shine and leaving the other as dull Many times those situations, it's like, don't do any of it. Mm -hmm. Let's just clean it and make it look great and let them choose what they want to do, depending on your timing and how much money you have. But yeah, doing one bathroom and, you know, just, it really highlights the one, the rest of the issues. Or the rest of the, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And before we get into what are buyers looking for, I'm going to ask you guys, what, I'll tell you mine, but what do you think is the number one upgrade and all this kind of stuff we just went over, maybe the easiest and cost effective to kind of increase your home value. Are we going to get interior or is it anything? Anything, is it okay? anything. For me, I mean, for me, I think the one of the biggest ones is the curb appeal items. So getting your landscape, kind of getting your that initial first impression dialed in, whether that's you know, a nice paint job to the outside of the house, whether that's a pressure wash, whether that's adding some new plantings and mulch, those projects don't have to be super expensive. They can be a couple weekends in a row, especially like if you're looking for that sweat equity that you can do to kind of add some value to your house, those things go a long way. Don't get carried away with the pressure washer. You want the stucco to stay on your house, (laughs) but if there's things that you can do to kind of change that overall curb appeal and make it kind of pop from the outside from that first get out of your car and look at it view, I think those things go a long way. I'd wash your windows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's so harkening back to previous episodes. But no, um, I think paint has the biggest, most dramatic effect on anything you're doing. And it's the most reasonable thing to do. And actually the easiest, like I could go do it myself if I had to. Way easier to hire a professional, but yes. Yeah, no, I would. Now, <laughs> having said that, I haven't done it myself for quite some time, yeah. but so I would, you know, get a colorist, yeah. <laughs> hire a professional painter. Yeah. Those, those are the two top things for sure. I'm going with flooring just yeah. because I think that that flooring just 
it's throughout the entire house. So as you're scrolling through pictures, you're like, oh, new flooring, new flooring, new flooring. <laughs> even even if it's like a new like a new flooring, and then you have that 1990s, early 2000s white tile, you know, countertops that were huge that haven't been updated, but it does have new flooring. Kind of, I don't know. It doesn't it takes away. Like, yeah. oh yeah, that looks nice, and it's clean up top. Okay, yeah, they they must have done a little bit of work in here. So <laughs> I agree with you. Well, and especially if there's like eight different kinds of flooring yeah. in the house. If it's that case, then. Tear it all like, out. Don't even think over. about it. That yeah. just go to step one and take care of that. Yeah, I completely agree. And especially like the the least amount of transitions from different floorings to different floorings, mm-hmm. the better. Yeah, it just it, it flows better, I and mean, that's what it is. Hard flooring is more of a trend now than yeah. ever in my lifetime doing this. So, and they've got so many different kinds of of uh, hard type flooring that mm-hmm. there's a lot of different choices. So, we were just chatting with somebody the other day that. I think from the East Coast that mentioned how bizarre they thought it was that we still had carpet here in California. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my wife's like pet peeves. I'm not going to have a house with carpet anymore. It's like she just won't. It's only in the bedrooms now. <laughs> if you have dogs or you have, you know, I mean, all of kids, you mm-hmm. go to the beach. I mean, all, carpet makes no sense for any of that sort of thing. Agreed. But I like it on my feet in my bedroom. What about in your? What about here's my pet peeve on that. Do you like it in your bathroom? No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, no my, my my mom swears by carpet in the bathroom, and I think it's the most disgusting thing on the planet. So. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. so you have that. Take it out. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now you 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 have thought about selling. Now you want to know, like, okay, we just went over kind of the upgrades that will increase your home value. But what are ag buyers actually looking for? How do you find out what they're looking for? What's the new market trends? What do you need to do to put your house in the market? Obviously, you could hit up Google, you hit up your realtor, designer, contractors, all those kind of people, all the professionals out there. Well, Google's not a professional, but they do have a lot of information, but they're <laughs> going to know what's in style right now. Styles, I don't know. How long do you think they stay in kind of change? Maybe yearly? Yearly, every couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where you have something new, you know, like I said, the new luxury vinyl plank, that that gray kind of color right now. You see that kind of everywhere, especially in flipped houses and whatnot. Every flip is gray. Yeah. Like virtually, not every, but virtually every flip is white in some form of gray. Yep. With a black accent. But blue's coming in now, too. So you got to think about that. Like that navy blue cabinets are all of a sudden a thing. Yeah, I kind of so. like the Padres color, so I'm going back. <laughs> going back I'm to going to work it back to to mustard and uh, 1970s and the and the Padre brown, <laughs> some shag brown carpeting. Yeah, there we go. let's Good. say that's not in right now. Yeah. I don't know if that's making a comeback. One thing that a lot of buyers are looking for, like Cassie mentioned, is curb appeal, and that's going to add a ton of value to your house. People walking in, front door, paint that front door. Add some, you know, kind of clean up the yard, clean up the outside, clean up everything. Make it look as clean as possible. Power wash is a super simple way to to, to bring a little age back to your stucco or take a few years off, I guess. And driveway and paths. A lot of this stuff roof, is just... Many times the yeah, roofs roof. now around us have that kind of mossy yep. thing on them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it, just one of those things where you're, you've lived in your house for six or seven years and how many times have you pressure wash your driveway or your walkways or whatever, probably zero. I mean, that's a pretty good estimate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it will look shiny and new if you do it. Garage door. Garage door is another huge one where it just sits dirty forever. Or if you um, have an old wood one, upgrade yeah. it to one of the new kind of paneled metal yep. looking ones. Yep. You got a metal one that's bent up and 
people have nudged it when they've come in or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get new panels. Yes. Yeah, fix yeah. that thing. What about windows? Definitely windows. <laughs> Clean those windows. We bring up windows at least would, once in every episode. You would maybe we should have our own window company. We should actually. Yeah. One other thing to just think about is also interior layout and design, and it's just trying to make the best use of your space, whether it's that you have too much furniture or maybe not enough furniture in a space, or maybe you're living in it to be able to watch TV at the perfect angle, but it makes your couch in a weird position. Some of those things like make sure the space is being used to its best value. And that pretty much always means make it look as big and open as possible. So when you walk in, it feels like a 8,000 square foot room instead of a 80 square foot room. And return those rooms back to what they were designed for. Like if your Mm -hmm. dining room is now an office, make sure to rearrange that back to where it makes sense for people when they walk into your house. Yeah, because they will be looking for where the dining room is when they're walking through. Yeah. They'll walk through and go, where's the dining room? (laughs) Where the desk is? The office. We eat at the the desk. Yeah. This is serious (laughs) business. So the other part of this is functionality. Make sure... Like your dishwasher's working, your all of your appliances are working, that the windows aren't stuck. Make sure all those different things are working properly because anything that's obvious that needs a repair, even the little ones, if you just leave them, it, it has this little effect on people in their mind thinking, I wonder what else needs repair here that I can't see. So um, just make sure all those things are, are functioning right. Heck, the one thing that I see often is you open a door or multiple doors and they creak like a little, that's like 10 cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, put some stuff on there and make sure there's not going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feels Doesn't like, need to feel like the Haunted Mansion. No, no, no. So, I mean, that's a simple one. And, and there's some great appliance repairmen or those kind of guys that could come out and fix multiple things too. If you've got appliance issues. And as you're doing all this stuff, if you're upgrading the outside, if you're doing any, you know, landscaping, all that kind of stuff, make sure it fits in the neighborhood. You don't want it to kind of completely stand out. You can make it look super nice with staying in that same look and feel of the neighborhood. If you're painting the outside of your house, you don't want it to like crazy stand out. You want it to look new, fresh, all that kind of stuff. But if buyers are looking in that neighborhood and there's kind of looks completely different, it might be a turnoff even though it is brand new and kind of redone. So kind of our last point is the biggest mistakes people make when upgrading their homes. And and one of the big, the biggest ones that we've already kind of mentioned it a little bit is not planning ahead. That means not sitting down with your agent ahead of time to ask what projects should be done. That's not hiring a professional to do something a professional should do, uh, whether that's electrical work or plumbing or anything like that. Underestimating costs. Uh, anytime you're doing even especially larger projects, it's way easier to dial in pricing on painting, flooring, things like that. But as soon as you start opening walls up or changing layouts of something or any of those things, you want to make sure that you're kind of budgeting accordingly and putting in a nice cushion just in case there are any unforeseen issues that come up. We've all watched HGTV enough to know things do come up, right? One of the other mistakes we see too is not really considering the buyer's lifestyle. Lauren mentioned having the dining room still be an office. You know, maybe your TV room is <laughs> takes up a whole ton of space. You know, not everybody has that as one of the main important things for them. So just really trying to make it as neutral po- as possible and as livable as possible. Um, and then also just not going overboard on features that aren't necessities. So, you know, you don't want to do things like big sound systems right before you sell it or like 
things that just aren't important to everybody. You want to make sure that you're being kind of as neutral as possible, doing the things that are visually easy to kind of put a dollar amount on. And maybe one of the biggest mistakes we've seen too is choosing the wrong materials or appliances or colors. So definitely get with your professionals if it's a designer, if it's your agent that has a good eye and making sure that you're picking the right paint colors, you're picking the right finishes for new appliances. If you're doing big projects, make sure the countertops or cabinets or anything you're doing fits current, you know, positive things in the market and are super appealing to the masses, not just to your taste. So if you are thinking about selling your home and you are in the San Diego area, definitely get in touch with us. You can find all our information on our website. Or if you're trying to find a real estate agent in your neck of the woods, wherever that might be in the rest of the country, hit us up. We have a great network of agents that can definitely help you in selling your house.